Welcome to the Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight Podcast, brought to you by FTR, where we share timely transportation intelligence with you on a weekly basis. The Trucking Market Update is hosted by FTR's Vice President of Trucking, Avery Weiss. As Avery presents the information in the podcast, you can follow along and review the graphs and indicators by downloading the PDF or PowerPoint of the presentation from our podcast landing page. A link to the PDF and PowerPoint is available now at www.ftrintel.com podcast. From there, you can also find past episodes and downloads for the Trucking Market Update, as well as the weekly rail market update with Todd Tronowski and much more. That link again is www.ftrintel.com podcast. Welcome to FTR's weekly trucking market update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 198 for the week of January 30th, 2023. Before we start, a reminder that you can download a PDF with the graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. Before we launch into the usual weekly and monthly data, let's look back at the fourth quarter of 2022 and specifically at the economy in the fourth quarter. The U.S. economy followed two slightly negative quarters uh, early in last year with two quarters of solid growth, real gross domestic product, or GDP. Uh, In the fourth quarter, rose 2.9% quarter over quarter uh, on a seasonally adjusted annualized basis. Uh, GDP growth was only slightly weaker than the 3.2% gain in the third quarter. The two largest factors in the fourth quarter's growth were stronger inventory investment and stronger consumer spending. There were also some other less significant positive contributions that included higher government spending, increased non-residential fixed investment, and falling imports. Declining residential fixed investment, i.e. home building, and repair and and expansion and so on, uh, was a negative, as was exports, uh, and those partially uh, offset, obviously, those increases. However, expansion of the broader economy did little to support freight demand. Now, the portion of the economy linked to freight transportation, FTR calls this the GDP goods transport sector, uh, declined 1% annualized for the third straight quarterly decrease, Um, At least, though, those decreases have been decelerating. If we go back to the second quarter of last year, goods transport uh, sector had fallen 4% annualized, and in the third quarter, it was 3% annualized. So why is there a disconnect between GDP and the GDP goods transport sector? Uh, Well, um, basically, the goods transport sector does not Uh, count services, it only counts goods, and the growth in consumption was, for the most part, in services. Uh, There was an increase in uh, the goods consumption, but it was far weaker than what we saw in services. Um, The other issue is that uh, imports count as a negative uh, in GDP, Um, and because imports were weak, uh, you know, if you remember your math, you have a negative number and you count that as a negative, guess what? It's a positive. But in goods transport sector, it did nothing but hurt it. Um, And actually, imports were weaker in goods than they were in services. So uh, it was even uh, doubly worse for the goods transport sector. And we actually saw the same 
uh, for exports. Uh, exports were a small negative for GDP, um, but they were a much larger negative for GDP goods transport because most of the decline in exports was in um, goods. And in fact, all of the decline was in goods uh, uh, to the extent that we're looking at exports of services. That was actually a plus. Okay, let's move on and talk about diesel prices. The national average price of diesel rose 1.8 cents to $4.62.2 cents a gallon during the weekend of January 30th. Now, after the prior week's jump of 8 cents, uh, it was a little unclear where prices might go uh, last week. We had seen uh, several instances over the past uh, year where we have these clusters of increases um, followed by declines or vice versa. Uh, diesel prices had not risen in consecutive weeks since October when they rose more than uh, 50 cents in two weeks. So if we combine the last couple of weeks, we get less than 10 cents in two weeks. So that's not so bad. Uh, prices were up in all regions except the Central Atlantic, which saw a decline of around a cent. Uh, although the increase in the Midwest was just a tenth of a cent, and it was that stability in the Midwest, which is, of course, one of the largest regions for fuel purchasing, that kept the national average under two cents a gallon, even as several others, including some significant regions, saw increases that were higher than the national average. The potential certainly exists for further increases. Distillate stocks in the latest week declined to their lowest level since late November, but perhaps a more alarming development is low production levels. Production of ultra-low sulfur distillate in the latest week was higher than it was during the week before between Christmas and New Year's, but otherwise it was the lowest output in nearly a year since February of 2022. Meanwhile, crude prices have been holding around $80 a barrel, although they closed below that benchmark in the latest trading session. Okay, let's move on and talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week into January 27th, which is week four. Spot rates in the truck stop system fell again during the week, but so far the declines have tracked with seasonal expectations after the typical late December surge in the van segments. Broker-posted rates in dry van and refrigerated or lower than they were before the final two weeks of last year, but they're still tracking with the five-year average. The strength of spot rates will become clearer over the next several weeks as they typically begin to firm in February. The total broker-posted rate uh, in the market fell nearly three cents. That's the smallest decline of the year so far. As was the case in the previous week, rates were 19% below the same week last year, and they were about 5% above the five-year average, which is slightly weaker than what we saw in week three. FDR estimates that rates excluding a fuel surcharge were about 28% below the same week last year. Let's look at rates by segment. Drive-in rates declined about six cents after the much steeper um, declines in the two weeks prior. Rates were down more than 34 cents in the first four weeks of this year after jumping about 24 cents in the final two weeks of last year. Rates were about 28% below the same 2022 week and about a percent below the five-year average. Refrigerated spot rates fell 10 cents, which is a notable decline, but it is the smallest of the year. Rates dropped nearly 20, or I'm sorry, nearly 75 cents during the first four weeks of this year, 
after surging more than 67 cents in the final two weeks of last year. Refrigerated rates were more than 29% below the same week last year and about a percent below the five-year average for the week, as we saw with dry van. Although the deficit relative to the average is small, 1%, it is the largest since June of 2020. And flatbed spot rates eased just over a cent. These segments saw neither the big surge in late December nor the sustained cool-down this year that van segments had experienced. Flatbed rates in the latest week were only about $0.04 lower than they were before the holidays. Rates were about 14% below the same week last year, but 8% above the five-year average for the week, which of course is the reason why we have total rates that are also running above average. Although rates are still running at close to average levels, uh, volume in 2023 has been weakening relative to the five-year average. Total load activity ticked up a percent uh, after the prior week's 13.3% drop. Volume was nearly 60% below the same week last year and nearly 21% below the five-year average. That comparison with the five-year average has deteriorated each week this year and is currently at the lowest that it's been since the lockdown period of the pandemic, with one exception, and that's Thanksgiving week of last year. Load activity was mixed regionally, as volume was up in the southeast, northeast, and midwest, but it was down elsewhere. Let's look at segments. Drive-in loads ticked up nearly a percent after dropping 24% in the prior week. Volume was almost 60% below the same week last year, and about 16% below the five-year average. Refrigerated loads declined 3% after falling more than 26% during the previous week. Volume was more than 64% below the same week last year and nearly 26% below the five-year average for the week. And flatbed loads increased just under 3% to their highest level since August. Volume was almost 63% below the same week last year and nearly 28% below the five-year average. Let's wrap up the weekly indicators with a quick look at unemployment and mortgage rates. First-time claims for unemployment benefits continue to run counter to large layoffs that appear to be focused uh, primarily in the tech and the financial sectors. Initial claims for benefits fell by 6,000 seasonally adjusted in the latest week to 186,000, which is the lowest figure since April. Now, continued claims, however, rose by 20,000 to uh, 1.68 million and have been elevated since late November compared to most of 2022. How do we reconcile these two? Well, basically, we are seeing fewer people uh, getting unemployment benefits, but they do seem to be staying on uh, longer than they had been. Okay, mortgage rates in the latest week eased to 6.13%, which is the lowest since mid-September. Freddie Mac said that the continued downward trend is boosting home purchase demand. And um, on that score, let's stay on the broad topic of the housing market and discuss the final set of indicators for the market that we'll get for December. And that happens to be the only one that saw positive results. Well, sort of. Sales of new single-family homes rose for the third straight month in December. But the gain did not come close to offsetting the Census Bureau's downward revision of the initial estimates for November. So new home sales increased 2.3% in 
seasonally adjusted on top of the downwardly revised 7 tenths of a percent uptick in November. But the initial November estimate had been a 5.8% gain. So the preliminary December estimate of 661,000 annualized sales is actually 3.8% below the originally released November figure. Sales were the highest in four months, but they were nearly 11% below February 2020 levels, which of course we choose because that is the final month before the pandemic. Okay, let's stay in the consumer sector, oddly speaking. Consumer spending adjusted for inflation declined three-tenths of a percent in December for the second straight decrease in the largest downtick in a year, according to the Bureau of Economic Analysis. The decline in real consumption was fully attributable to spending on goods, which fell just under 1%, and that matches what we saw in November. Real spending on services was flat, but that's actually the weakest performance in nearly a year. Real spending was down on both durable and non-durable goods, but the drop in durable goods was far larger at 1.6%, and the revised decrease for November was also larger at 2.1%. Real spending on non-durable goods declined four-tenths of a percent in December. One reassuring development for future consumption was the personal savings rate, which jumped to 3.4% in December on top of an upwardly revised 2.9% in November. Prior data had indicated a uh, 2.4% savings rate in November and a 2.2% rate in October. The lowest rate on record was 2.1% in July of 2005. Spending factors uh, heavily influenced the inventory situation, of course, so we'll talk about inventories. Advanced data shows that retail inventories ticked up half a percent seasonally adjusted on a current dollar basis in December. The increase was the largest since August. Retail inventories excluding motor vehicles and parts increased three-tenths of a percent for the first month of month gain since August. Inventories of motor vehicles and parts rose 1.1%, topping the four-tenths of a percent uptick in November, but otherwise the smallest gain since actually a drop of 2.2% back in April. Although the inventory build is slowing, inventories are still outpacing sales of motor vehicles and parts, which fell in November and December. Adjusted for inflation, total retail inventories were essentially flat in the fourth quarter. Retail inventories excluding automotive declined nine-tenths of a percent, which is the second straight quarterly decrease and the largest since the second quarter of 2020. Finally, this week, let's look at demand in the manufacturing sector. If you just looked at the top line number, it sounds great. Total seasonally adjusted new orders for durable manufactured goods jumped 5.6%, which is the largest increase since July of 2020. However, the gain was fully attributable to orders for civilian aircraft. New orders for non-defense aircraft and parts surged 115.5% in December. If we exclude transportation equipment, new orders actually eased um, a tenth of a percent in December, and they've barely moved since declining nearly a percent back in September. 
New orders excluding transportation equipment were about 19% higher in December than in February of 2020. However, the Census Bureau data is not adjusted for pricing, so inflation at the producer level presumably accounts for a significant portion of that gap. New orders for core capital goods, non-defense capital goods excluding aircraft, eased two-tenths of a percent for only the second decrease since February of 2022, and they appear to have peaked in the near term. Orders uh, in December were more than 22% above February of 2020. Okay, let's wrap up the podcast by recapping some key takeaways for the week. Gross domestic product rose 2.9% annualized in Q4, but the freight economy declined once again. Diesel prices rose in consecutive weeks for the first time since October. Seasonal declines in dry van and refrigerated spot rates continued. Initial jobless claims were the lowest since April in the latest week. Mortgage rates were the lowest since mid-September. Sales of new homes rose for the third straight month. Real consumer spending fell again in December. Consumers' personal savings rate is much stronger than we thought. Real retail inventories were steady in Q4. And a spike in aircraft orders in uh, December uh, skewed data on new orders for new manufactured durable goods. Next week, we'll dive into the labor market with a look at job openings in December and the employment situation report for January. Plus, we'll discuss diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight, as we usually do. That's it for FDR's Trucking Market Update, episode 198 for the week of January 20th, 2023. Thanks for listening, stay safe, and we hope you will join us next time. That's it for this week's Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight podcast. You can find more publicly available State of Freight content and download the PDF and PowerPoint of today's presentation by going to www.ftrintel.com podcast. FTR is the leader in freight transportation forecasting in North America, providing consistently reliable reports for trucking, rail, and intermodal transportation, as well as providing demand analysis for commercial vehicle and rail car. For more information about the work of FTR, visit www.ftrintel.com or call us at 888-988-1699 to find out which publications will best support your business.